0: Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. (laughs) Allah Allah, Ya Rabbi, Allah Allah, Qalbun Salim, Sound Heart. Allah
1: Allah,
0: Allah Allah,
1: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Kalbun Saleem Heart, on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, if you have been following Kalbun Saleem, it's been a tradition to be following the Ashira Mubashira. And we've been having beautiful gang sisters that have been um, so, focusing on the subject for us. But now we're joining up with Sister Leila Misbah. Assalamu alaikum
0: as alaykum
1: wa How are you? How are you doing today, sister?
0: Alhamdulillah.
1: And yourself? Alhamdulillah. Well, I'm quite excited. I know that you are focusing on a subject which is our problems as youth and potential as youth. So I'm yes. going to say bismillah because we have just a few minutes to go.
0: Okay, bismillah rahman rahim. So like we've heard before in the previous weeks about the Sahaba and the brilliant character, and the the fervor for islam and the giving and everything subhanallah i was thinking how can you sum everything up in in one little paper and i realized that you know if we brought it to home and we thought about ourselves and we thought that you know as teenagers we have potential and we have problems so our potential as teenagers is very vast but i want to start with the problem actually because you want to get to the good things later, inshallah. Amen. So I was thinking, subhanAllah, that, you know, people actually label you as a teenager and they will say, oh, she's being a typical teenager. Mm-hmm. And I thought, subhanAllah, how can someone call you a typical teenager? But it's, it is what you are. Like, you do what everyone does and nothing nothing is... You don't feel anything worth it. You just do it because everyone else is doing it. And subhanAllah, the Sahaba, when were not even typical. They were nothing like that. They they used to do despite people, and it didn't matter whether their friends were doing it or not. And they would give up their religion to become Muslim so that they weren't labeled typical. And subhanAllah, Talha and Zubair and Ali Raja Wawah and all the other young Sahaba, they weren't typical. And if you look at our lives, we're living in a pathetic state that we... We're always lazily living with no responsibility to to ourselves, to our body, to nothing. We sleep all day, sleep our life away is the phrase that, uh, that our parents would usually say. Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, if you look at our potential, our potential is like Umar Radya He took account of himself. He held himself accountable to Allah. He didn't just write it in a book and tick. okay, I made my Fajr for today or I made my Zuhur for today. He took account before Allah could take account of him. And that's one of his things that he doesn't want to come on Kiyama. And if like even us, like we don't want to come on the day of Kiyama and see all the things we didn't know we did wrong. We well, he knew, he decided, let's work smart and let's see what we did wrong. And he guarded himself. And so many of the others also, they guarded themselves. They guarded their modesty. They guarded their interaction with one another. Their body, their thoughts, their mind, their actions, their choices, their speech. And Allah trusts us with our body and our actions and everything. And we, as as a teenager and as a human being, we are trust to Allah. So, like, like, we should love, like, you know, you're borrowing something and you have to look after it in the best of ways. And that's what the Sahaba did. They embodied the love of the Prophet, sallam, and we can embody it just like them because... They were they were ordinary people, subhanAllah. And it just took a little extra that made them extraordinary. They just did a little bit consistently. And with the effort, subhanAllah, they gave of their bodies and themselves, and they gave their heart. And their heart was the driving force. Because when your heart is in a good space, then everything's okay. And subhanAllah, they, they looked after their heart. It's like they caged it from the world that... Like, You know nothing's gonna influence me and it's a choice you make it isn't something that happens overnight and subhanallah we think that they just became something overnight no they tried they tried until they got it right i only learned about this recently with um the program in ramadan at stikhman road masjid with molina ghalil Hendrix and and all the shaykh subhanallah it was it was it was mind-blowing that subhanallah like you are a creation, and Allah can turn you into something that you've never ever that you've never ever thought you could be. Allah can make you different. Allah can make you new. And I thought, Subhanallah. Imagine you want to change yourself, but you changing yourself alone isn't gonna help. Allah is the one who's gonna change us, and Allah is the one who can make us like Him, and Allah can make us whole in jadid. Allah can make us a new creation. And that's what our potential can be, that Allah can change your heart. You can do away with the old you. And Ramadan was our training ground to see that, you know, things didn't happen gradually. Ramadan was overnight. We were making with 20 hours in the evening, and we were up for fajr. We had to be up because obviously we had to eat and stuff. And SubhanAllah, like... That was a that was an overnight thing, not a gradual thing. And if Allah could do that for you for thirty days then imagine what Allah can do for you if you just asked. And that's what the Sahaba did and they had a light in their life. Their light was the Prophet Muhammad. Wa wa and how and subhanAllah and our connection to the Prophet wa sallam, is with Quran. And how I never actually thought about subhanAllah, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was hafiz. And why sh- why don't we want to be happy if he was happy and so many of the Sahaba were happy? And how you know could I clean the rust of your heart and like like Allah can make you into a new creation? He can do away with your bad habits. He can change you from when you weren't gentle, when you weren't kind, when you were harsh in your words and your deeds, when we the that, SubhanAllah, Allah can change me from the me that runs away from him, And Allah can give me and you and all of us, Allah can give us a new heart. And with the last few moments of Ramadan, we should be making extra dua. Because as young as we are, we shouldn't think we're going to see the next Ramadan. This might have been our last. And the the amazing thing about Ramadan is just like the Prophet sallam, when he passed away, the story was that... If you worship the Prophet know that he has died and know that he has passed away. But if you worship Allah, then know that Allah is alive and you will never die. And similarly with Ramadan, a believer is supposed to feel sad when Ramadan goes. But Ramadan is supposed to be that, that the energizer for the rest of the year. That we should know that Ramadan, if we worship Ramadan, Ramadan is going in a few more minutes' time. But if we worship Allah the Lord of Ramadan, then we should know that, subhanAllah, Allah will never die. Allah is going to be the same Allah He was for Abu Bakr and Umar and and Uthman and Talha and Zubair and Abu Ubaidah and Saad and all of them, subhanAllah. The same Allah that was there for them is going to be here for us. The same Allah that was there in Ramadan. And if we don't have a high standard for ourselves as teenagers specifically, Who's going to tell you to become like that? You need to want it. You need to find it. And subhanAllah, always placing it in our country and in our city, in all our masajids. SubhanAllah. And all we need to do is take one step. Always going to open the door for us. But you have to walk inside and find out what's going on in the.
1: Inside. I mean Sister Leila, I need to say Shukran so much for joining us on on this series which is Ashram of Ashram. You've done a Splendid job really I would say you've really awoken all of our hearts And inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and your mom Roshan And on this path inshallah May you continue to be in the company of all those that may benefit from you And may you also come into the company of those that will benefit you Ahira as well Shukran so much Layla we're finishing the Ashram Mubashra series on Talbun Salim, and we are now joining up with Sister Azra Ahmed. Asalaamu Alaikum, Sister.
0: Wa Alaikum, salam How are you? Alhamdulillah, you?
1: Alhamdulillah. Well, Sister, I'm going to tell you to, to, to Bismillah. I know that you're focusing on our problem as youth and potential as youth. We have about um, eight minutes to go, inshallah. Bismillah,
0: Sister. Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. So in continuation with what Leila was speaking about before Asir, I'm going to continue with the context of, the context of Ramadan coming to a close and the associated feelings of sadness that often we that we feel as the month comes to an end. But like Leila said, Ramadan is just a training ground and it's not the end, it's only the beginning. So I feel like going forward, we have to remember what he spoke about in previous weeks and these characteristics of the Fahadis. And like, I think it has to start with a mindset change, and I'm all about that mindset change. So we as a youth, we need to start today. We have to realize that that the, the future really literally starts today, the next second. In fact, one of my Mu'alimahs actually su- suggested that we start to change the way we live. We don't live day to day; even we need to live from wah to wah, from asr to maghrib. So, like we we can literally make a change right now, starting today. So I think I'm only going to focus on a few characteristics and association with a problem that we as a youth face. So the first is that I think it's probably the biggest one is that we don't love the Nabi Muhammad wasalam, as he should be loved. And that's something we can take from Abu Bakr. Obviously it's different now because we don't we don't get to interact with him or see him or like talk to him or anything like that. But we books, we have scholars, we have all these things we need to get to know him so we can love him. And after that, we can learn to love each other because I feel like love within our ummah is really, it's lacking because when I see a Muslim sister walking past and I don't read her, that shows that I don't love her as I should. And I feel like as a youth that we can literally we can make this change because we have amazing things at our hands, at our fingertips. We have social media that we can use and social media often has this very negative connotation but it can be used for so much good, subhanAllah. If we... Decided, that okay, I'm not going to judge what this girl is reading. Really. I'm going to tell her, mashallah, you look so beautiful. Or like, you have a beautiful smile, mashallah. If we do something as simple as that, so much can change, so much good can come from that. And if we love each other, and we spread Islam as it should be, should be spread, and we exemplify, we, we were perfect examples of what Islam should be, then Islam would grow, and like, everybody would love everyone, and that would just be so amazing, subhanAllah. Anyway, <laughs> before I go on a tangent... <laughs> um, another problem that we as the youth face is that we often don't take our responsibility seriously enough. And I said to myself first, and I know my mom is listening, but yeah, I know <laughs> that I'm very guilty every year. But I think that if we look at, for example, the life of Taqwa, um, we need to realize that we can hold ourselves to the highest standard, actually the highest standard, because. We are not just ordinary people and as what my Alamad loves to say, we are Muslims so we are the best. Allah refers to the, the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad wasalam, as the best Ummah in the Quran. And we we are part of that. We can be part of this. Um I was visit I talked to Layla right now and we were basically she said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can change anything, anything, like right now doesn't have to be next week or next year. You can change right now with the help of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So we should never ever give up hope. So we, as Muslims, we, we need to hold ourselves to a highest standard, the best standard, and we can do so much more than we think we can do. Another thing we need to focus on is our modesty. And as I said, social media has a negative connotation because I think the lack of modesty. We we see so many things we wouldn't ordinarily see like from the age of probably, I don't know, like 10, that's the age children seem to be getting phones, he says, then we are exposed to so much. And we go on YouTube or we go on Instagram or we go watch videos or ever on Kutlaka and stuff. And you see like these adverts on the side or this they show up on your feed and stuff. And you're like, why am I seeing this advert about beer or this advert or this girl standing with super short shorts standing next to a fancy car or anything like that. And we see so much stuff and it becomes the normal. We so desensitized to things. But we can't just blame social media for that overexposure because we need to focus on our hearts. We need to realize what's important and like we need to take a step back really and realize that you know what? I can be modest and I can I can use social media to be to show people what modesty is. Because really social media is such an amazing platform that we can use to make a difference. Um with regards to modesty i think the best or well, the best person the best person to look at um which is mine well, Raja and because he was so so modest everything he did in every aspect of his life he was modest he he was modest in the way he spoke in the way he walked in everything he did and the thing about him is that he was super beautiful. Like, he was, like, the, like seriously one of the most handsome men of that time because you look at the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But he was so modest. Like, if we, I can put it in, like, modern terms, if he posted a picture on the Instagram of him smiling, he wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I'm so handsome or anything like that. He would, he would probably post a photo of, like, I don't know, nature and be like, wow, she's so beautiful because that's how modest he was. He wouldn't focus on himself, he would focus on the beauty of life because you were just so modest and you had this higher and we can all aspire to this especially as women as young women we grow up in this age of like i said overexposure and we see these beautiful supermodels and these airbrushed i don't know what like we see so much of this and it really gets us down because we're going through a very like sensitive phase we're going through puberty and we're experiencing all these hormones and and all these crazy things, and it really gets us down but if we realize that you know what it doesn't matter what what uh, our outside appearance looks like we do have uh, yeah, we we do just we need to realize what true beauty is anyway so another thing about modesty is that our modesty is also in our actions so when we go and we give sadaka sorry sadaka, um we must not Flash it around, We mustn't brag about how we did it and who we gave it to, and stuff like that. we need to and like I mentioned this about uh, I mentioned this two weeks ago, where we need to realize what sort truly is, and that is purification of ourselves first, so yeah, like I said, it needs to be about a mindset change, so if you change the way we see modesty as not something that just applies to like face value. It's about everything that we do. It's about so much more than how we look. It's about so much more than how we dress. It's about everything, the way you walk, the way you treat people, the way you smile. Everything has to do with, mod- with modesty. Another thing we as youth face, another problem we have is that often we shy away from opportunities instead of like jumping in feet first and realizing, you know what? I have the ability of me the disability and I can use it to help the ummah. So we need to to stop thinking, no, okay, uh, someone else will do it, it's fine, they don't need me. We need to realize that we can be the best we have, that excellence within us, Allah okay, us that capability, so we need to use that, inshallah. And I'm really speaking to myself first, because sometimes we, well, I think that, you know, if I actually stand up and I say, okay, I have this talent or I have this capability, then I'm being arrogant or anything like that. But it's actually not being, you're not doing that, you're doing it you have to evaluate your intention first. Yeah. So if you have this capability, you stand up and you do it because you know that Allah oh, gave you ability, so you can use it. You <laughs> can make a it change. <laughs> but it's not about arrogance. It's about being the best.
1: SubhanAllah. <laughs> Sister, sister Azra Ahmed, I need to say shikran so much uh, for that wonderful insight. Inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to increase your ilm and continue to bring you into the company of those that may benefit from your wisdom, inshallah. And il mubarak to you and the family and shikran for joining us on Kalbun Saleem. as khair to everyone. Shikran, sister. as Alaikum. Wa Alaikum salam well, everybody, from myself to Selima, I need to say it's been an absolutely amazing few weeks that has been um, of Kalbun Saleem's sound heart. In fact, Ibn Siran said, the clean heart knows that Allah is true, that the hour will undoubtedly come and that Allah will resurrect those who are in the graves. The clean heart is the sound heart. This is the heart of the believer for the heart of the disbeliever and the hypocrite is sick. Allah says, in their hearts is a disease. In one of his many works, Muhammad ibn Abu Bakr elucidates seven conditions that we as Muslims must possess for our hearts to be salim. The heart is the seat of, of, of iman or faith. The heart is the source of All righteous action. I've got to say Shukran to everyone that has been tuned in to Kalbun Salim for this past few weeks. That beautiful kiddie story shared that of course is a message to all of us. Having to join up and link up with all of those beautiful aunties and their messages of dedications to their loved ones. inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the Sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with those students of Medina Institute. May Allah illuminate their path the Ashra Mubashara with the students of Daru Naeem Inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring them in the company of those who will benefit and then of course the series of taqwa with Mawlana Baksh the time of our life with Mawlima Ali and that beautiful Ramadan lessons with Mawlima Abrams and her students Inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to bring us into the company of those that benefit our iman and build our ahira I need to say a special shukran to Auntie Zerina and Auntie Abira Dixon who have been totally amazing on Kalbun Salim. Inshallah, may Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala continue to illuminate their paths in being able to serve us here at Voice of the Cape. From all of us at Voice of the Cape, of course. Also, we need to keep everyone in our du'as. And then a special, special du'a for my beloved parents, Musa and Shireen Kapri, as well as my sister Shanaz and her, my brother in Imran and my beautiful nieces and nephews and to my spiritual family that keeps me grounded a special shukran and of course we have to cherish Allah's gifts. Having to tune in to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM is a special gift and of course the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi is the greatest mercy upon us all. Inshallah if tomorrow is eid and eid mubarak from myself to Slima ali, I have absolutely loved being in your company and I ask you to bear witness that I love you for the sake of allah and I ask you kindly to keep me in your da'as assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.